0: Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 97 with Say Gabriel from Anansi Content. I hope I pronounce all that right. Say, thank you so much for joining me. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And yes, you did pronounce that correctly. <laughs> and you're not the first to uh, mispronounce it, even if you had.
0: Oh, yeah. Like we were just chatting about this offline and, and like picking business names. And I think it's one of my biggest regrets with my previous agency that we made a, a word that's not a real like English word. And I have to spell it every time I'm on the phone. And it's one of my biggest regrets. So, so there's, there's a takeaway right up if you're listening to this episode and you haven't. Yes. Clears
1: the new club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Although absolutely. I stand by Nancy, <laughs> the spider yeah. god that gave the world stories, in case you're wondering.
0: Oh, that's so cool. That is such a cool, like, um, idea to... I really like the idea of naming it after, like, a word that means something, like, really cool to someone else. Although that did backfire with... Um, was it ConvertKit that renames their product? I can't remember what it was now, uh, but they had this huge rebrand... Um, and they changed the name, and it was like four letters or five letters, so it was really short. And apparently, it meant in one particular language, it was like offensive. And oh no! Yeah, so they went back on everything in like three days. Like this huge oh, rebrand oh, and unrebrand happened in like three days. I don't know how much that would have cost them, but woof! Not a position I ever want to be in.
1: Oh yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And, uh, you know, it's funny cause Anansi in its original mythology, you know, I hemmed and hawed because I was like, Oh, what if people really know it and take it to be kind of the trickster element that's sometimes popular in the story. Mm. Uh, but we decided, you know what, part of good stories is like redefining them as time goes on. Uh, so we're, you know, chose to emphasize, uh, the part of Anansi that taught people how to build strong systems and webs and stuff. <laughs>
0: mm. Nice. I love that. Um, so Listeners, we today we are talking about processes, um, creating processes in your business that actually work because, I mean, who was I speaking to over the weekend and, and last week I was at Agency Transformation Live by Lee Jackson and I can't tell you how many people I spoke to that have not created processes just simply because they don't want to or like it's not not that I want to, it's just the, there's resistance to it. It's not sexy. It. Yeah, and it's like because they'd rather you know, be working on... They just do the, the work and they continue to do the work and no, they can never outsource it because they haven't created any processes. And I guess it's just like this this cycle um, where you can't scale your business because you're not spending the time. And I mean, for me, I've always just said, you've got to cut aside, the, cut out the time. It's like that simple. Um, and and recording the process as you're doing it, for example, um, like big, big ways that I've done it in the past. But I'm really interested, say, to get your, like, I want to hear about how you create processes. How do you create processes that actually work in your business?
1: Yeah. So I love the fact that, you know, you're (laughs) emphasizing your processes that actually work because I think some of the issues that I see come up a lot with agency owners in particular around processes is that maybe they like do this big push and they write all this detailed stuff out and then it goes into a nice folder, a nice drawer and And then there it
0: stays.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, either that or the thing I hear is, you know, I know I need processes, but I just, I'm just too busy. I haven't been able to kind of make time or figure out how to do it or get other people to follow it. Or it's just not my jam, you know, because a lot of the times the people who make the really amazing entrepreneurs and, you know, like CEOs, leaders, et cetera, sometimes struggle a little bit more, I think with that detail oriented. Oh, yeah. Side. I think that's, yeah. Uh, Often really good at sales, making everything run behind the scenes, not so much. So, uh, the first thing that I really want to clarify is that I really see there as being two approaches to building processes. Now, a lot of people, when they think of processes, they think of, you know, SOPs, really detailed, you know, maybe filed in some like big Excel sheet that has like a numbering system we might just have one of those.
0: Um, <laughs> I want one of those, actually. I've been meaning to create one to, to file our processes, or well, like a process oh, well, process. We call it a
1: resource <laughs> index. To be honest, I'd be happy to send you a template. Yes, uh, I got yeah. mine from uh, Shelby Larson, the head of content divas, and uh, on we've adapted it over the years, but it works really well. But nice. Anyway, I, I, let yeah. me just finish first, because before you know you're listening to this, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm going to go and write all these SOPs, or oh god, not another podcast episode about SOPs. There's a <laughs> Another type of process that I think is actually even more important and really a better place to start if you haven't already tackled these types of processes. Now, uh, the two types of processes that I look at are really top down versus bottom up. And bottom up are those SOPs that are detailed ways of doing a very specific thing. So, uh, you know, often you hear of these, you know, maybe you're hiring a VA or someone's coming onto the team and taking some grunt work off your plate. Uh, This is how you would teach them how to do it step by step, because anyone really can complete those steps if they have the basic understanding and the basic skills. Mm. But a top-down process, on the other hand, you know, and and my guess is that many of the people listening to this already have top-down processes of some kind and maybe just aren't aware of them. This is super, super high-level processes. Now, I'm talking definitely 10 steps or less, preferably You know, five or six steps or less. I'm talking about like, how do you deliver a project? Now, if you're an agency owner, like I said, you you probably already have it. It probably goes something like this you do some sort of discovery or strategy process. You know, maybe you do one of each. Then maybe you tackle uh, onboarding. Then maybe you tackle content, design, dev, launch, uh, and then, you know, follow up or fixing up or ongoing afterwards right? So pretty simple. You may not do all of those steps. You may not do them all in that order, but I'm guessing you have some idea of what I'm talking about. These high level processes are so, so, so important because you can capture them in your mind and hold them there. Now within each of those steps, maybe you have another high level process, right? So another kind of like breakdown of the five key steps that you're going to take to get there. Now, Obviously, as you go down the path of like delegating and hiring and et cetera, you're going to need stuff that's a little bit more detailed than this, but if you can clearly identify, this is one of those things that's like, it's so simple, but not enough people are doing it because if you can communicate... Uh, identify and communicate those two things really clearly what these steps are in a way that someone can understand, then you're already going to be creating a structure and flow to, yeah, projects, but also marketing, sales, admin, finance, payroll, right? Like these high level things aren't just for projects. That's just what most people know. Uh, and you can really start to harness and create some clarity and start to create some kind of buckets for you to then build out further. Because in the end, uh, if an SOP is only going to get touched like once a month or once a year, yeah, it's great to do it. Yeah. Do it while you're doing the desk, please.
0: <laughs> and uh, please <laughs> oh, follow it out huge. again and
1: follow it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a huge thing. Cause you mentioned that yeah. before where like agencies were going write down all this documentation, put it in a folder and never use it again. Like that's, I think how people think processes are made is by like, writing it all down in one go, but I guarantee you'll forget things if you don't do it as you're doing the process. You know, that's, that's always been a, I found just so much easier. Maybe yeah, it adds like, I don't know, a bit of time to whatever you're doing, but just writing it down as you're doing it, even for your own sake, like even if, if this isn't, this isn't something you're going to outsource just yet. Like then it becomes your own little checklist to make sure you didn't miss something. Like a big one yes, for me yes. was w- website handover, you know, like it's so, So many websites, I remember this, we don't do web design anymore, but um, when we were, I was, every website I looked at had a broken Facebook link in the footer, like every single one, because it came with a template or whatever, and you'd click down in the thing and it's like, it didn't go to that, that business's Facebook page. So like, that's the kind of thing that's like on you know, as you do it, you have this checklist uh, and you don't miss that thing ever again. You know, that's so even for yourself, I think this is important, even if you're not going to outsource yet. The company of one still needs processes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the clarity of your capacity to communicate outcomes and the path to get there is tied into the success of your business in every single way because constraints breed creativity. Once you have it written down in some way, that's when you can improve it, right? Mm. That's when you can really understand what's working and what's not when you try to follow it right now, if we're kind of continuing the path of those more structured bottom up processes, you know, the how to's, uh, you know, I even like to interlink things in like cross-reference, have it all there because as soon as somebody basically is going through it and getting lost, and not able to kind of understand, okay, how one thing moves to the other, that's when things are getting missed. And as you pointed out, James, you know, the the simplest things can be solved with a checklist, right? Mm -hmm. And these are the things that really make you seem like an amazing super genius to your client, but they're not that difficult to do.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. And it's also just reflects your quality of work. Like you can... You can deliver an amazing project and screw up like three or four like tiny little things like a Facebook link, for example, or whatever, you know, uh, and it can really bring down the the quality of your work because it just looks like some, if you can mess up simple things like that, you might have. <laughs> it's just one example, but, um, you know, the checklists to me are just so important for all kinds of things um like and in, in, you know when we're doing a blog post you know making sure that it's got an excerpt and uh, uh, i don't even know how to pronounce that word excerpt whatever That's description yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and like the categories selected and we've changed the default slug to the keyword you know and, and whatever um all those things and so then not only it gives me something to check off when I'm, when I'm sort of reviewing it, but it also gives the the team something to check off. So yeah. Um, I'm really interested in your framework though. Is this, would you call it top down? Um, yeah. Starting- top down.
1: And, and that's, that's the- really what you're creating is, uh, you know, in projects, it would be a service framework basically. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, top down. That's, that's, I made that up. That's what I call it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. Like it, it makes sense. Cause it's, I guess it's just high-level or top-level um, things. And then as I, I can see this working well because you, you can start basic with, you know, your f- steps that you've talked about in the, say, web design process. And then you can, as time permits, you can break down each one of those steps into more steps and then break down each one of those and, and like, over time build this out rather than going, oh, my God, I have to, like, document this whole process from start to finish, because I guess in a way that's kind of what I've been doing with our content, um, like uh, development. So we have a the last process I wrote was taking content that's been written for us and getting it into WordPress or, or scheduled or you know into our repositories, content repositories, and um, that's kind of exactly what I did. It was in a way. Now that I think about it, you know, create the framework uh, of all the different parts which were just a high level like you know um move the post to wordpress or something and then over time like that bit got padded out and then there was sub steps within that and they eventually got padded out with with actual detail i don't know it sounds like you might not always go to that level of detail but that idea of starting with i guess higher level steps and digging into it is so much more manageable
1: Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the value is because just as a process isn't going to help you if it's sitting, you know, in a virtual drawer, never getting touched. Mm -hmm. It's not going to help you if it never got created in the first place. And our brains are our brains. We like to think of them as hard drives, but really they're more like RAM in the sense that they can only hold so much at a time. And if your processes aren't being documented in some way that is clear, easy to understand, then they're getting bottled up in your mind, right? That's why, like you're saying, it can be good just to create processes for yourself, even at a high level. So what working from top down. I do want to emphasize that it's not one or the other. Uh, I suggest starting from top down because it reduces the overwhelm, right? It starts to get some of those things out of your brain and create clarity, simplicity buckets so that you have room to not be overwhelmed and actually move forward and do more work as starting to build them out. Um, Also, the bottom up processes, uh, those ones tend to kind of tell you which ones need to be made as they need to be made. Uh, I mean, heck, for a bottom-up process, what, what I mean by that, let me just clarify that, uh, is that if you're delegating something to somebody, right, and you know that they need to uh, get these eight things done for it to be considered complete, then you can build that uh, as you need it, right? It will kind of tell you, but you can't only build processes uh, exclusively as you need them. Because sometimes when you're doing stuff, you don't have time to build a process. Mm-hmm. You need to do it quickly, even though that's still one of the best ways to build a process. And mm-hmm. somebody, sometimes somebody needs something that you're not in the middle of doing. You, you want to delegate it to them so that you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely starting simpler and kind of clarifying, going deeper. And you know, don't get me wrong, my team is full of nerds and operations freaks, and just we're really weird and organized. And we get really excited about organization so we have some really really like insanely detailed processes but at the root of things those aren't the things that that I communicate to people on a regular basis you know those are there so that when we need them and like and like you said you know they didn't start that complicated they got that way over time as we needed to pad things out I mean heck for a bottom-up process sometimes all you need to do is record a video Honestly, like record a video, get somebody else to turn it into steps if they have to. In fact, them turning it into steps gives them the experience of doing it to kind of cement their understanding. But it's really important not to forget these higher level, simpler frameworks for things, uh, especially when you need clarity around a new idea. You you need to communicate something to somebody who maybe isn't going to be executing the task, but needs to have an understanding of it. Uh, so being able to get into the habit and the rhythm of thinking about it like this right, and asking myself, do I need a detailed step-by-step checklist or a video or et cetera, or do I need to understand the high-level framework for this? And I perceive that's a really, really strong starting out point because you'll find yourself naturally starting to make processes as you go day to day instead of, you know, needing to sit down and, you know, that super painful process of thinking, oh, God, I'm going to write three processes a day for the next two weeks. <laughs> I'm just going to sit down for an hour and, you know, and it's going to happen. Well, often it doesn't.
0: No, yeah. And I mean, that, I actually do carve out time for like – Business improvement is my general category. And often that is, um, and by improvement, I mean actual process automation and team related stuff. Um, that's my Thursday. And like processes often come into that, you know, it's like, um, and I pretty much will, you said something there about like, you're trying to, um, you're, marauding a process so that you don't have to do it i find that i always just have to go through the process mm-hmm. you know like otherwise i'll miss something so i do just do it that it's like the one last time right it's always exciting because it's like i never have to do this again <laughs> um so do you have like a framework for creating these like um in a way, I'm almost thinking of this as like a process, process, <laughs> process <laughs> for creating processes. Cause I definitely need one of those. Cause like you mentioned there, like recording the video and getting someone else to create the process. I've had a little bit of trouble with that just because um, they might not go to the same level of detail that I want for the, for a detailed kind of process that can be handed off to someone else. It becomes more of a checklist rather than mm-hmm. the actual process. Um, so I definitely need something there. Yeah, interested in in your process processes <laughs> and frameworks. Yes, words.
1: so unsurprisingly, I have multiple. I I have a, basically a process for how to create a top level, a, a top down process, and a process mm-hmm. for how to create a bottom up. Yes, um, awesome. but I
0: will say that. Pardon me. Awesome, I said. <laughs>
1: Uh, my approach especially to bottom-up may not be your approach uh, and I just say that because like for example uh, I don't necessarily or I should say m- uh, my style of making bottom-up processes have changed over the years where I used to write them out in great detail but now because uh, I'm really trying to empower my team to do that and not just rely on me to be writing all the processes mm. all the time uh, now I have uh, kind of different approaches to it and I do often make a video so my I'll start I'll start with the top down just because it's a little bit simpler. I call it how to organize anything like a boss, B-O-S-S. <laughs> and uh, B-O-S-S, uh, so the B stands for brainstorm. The O stands for organize. The S stands for simplify. Uh, and then the second S stands. Uh, Oh, no, I'm having a brain fart on the second S. Uh, But the second S uh, s stands for basically start, like start doing it, get going. Uh, That may not be the exact word, but that's what it means.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's fine. I was going to say, like, I was totally expecting you to say you just threw the S on there to make a a cool word, you know, rather than Boz. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> to be honest, I have been like championing this framework, which is really adapted from uh, David Allen's getting things done framework, yeah. uh, but it's just something that I've used for years. And uh, it was my best friend and chief of ops, Celine, uh, who was just like, oh my God, that spells B-O-S-S. And uh, <laughs> I really ran with it. Uh, had a plan awesome. like a boss, uh, but really the way it works, I'll just break that down real quick. Uh, so the first step brainstorm is really just laying uh, your ideas or all the thoughts or all the elements of it out. Uh, And just making sure you understand uh, in no particular order with no particular organization, just what needs to be there. So uh, in this case, if you're building a framework for something, uh, you're just saying all the different things that happen throughout, you know, in no particular order, maybe the goals, etc. You're just not worrying about it. You're just adding your thoughts to the paper. Hmm. Organizing. Uh, And I like to do this process in a Google Doc, uh, just because then I can kind of like easily cut and copy and paste and move things around. Uh, And the organized process, now you're starting to chunk and group ideas. Uh, So this works not just for processes, but basically for organizing literally anything. Uh, I used to actually, I developed this when I was writing essays in university. Uh, But basically, you chunk ideas together and chunk, uh, in the case of a process, basically the high-level pieces that stick together, the pieces that could become high-level pieces. It's like, okay, these are all subtasks of one task. This all happens around the same time. It's in rough order. So at this point, you're going to have a lot of redundancy in it uh, because there's ideas that maybe overlap. You know, maybe they're like now in chunks, but it still doesn't really look like a process. And this is where the simplify comes in, because now you can start to give it a little bit more clarity and structure. And that second S could also stand for structure, Uh, because what you're doing is you're eliminating the redundancy, you're really identifying, okay, now we have this thing grouped together, what's the overarching idea here? Like, what is the outcome of this piece? Uh, What am I trying to achieve with this little chunk? And then as you start to simplify, uh, you know, you basically want to say what you're saying in as few words as possible. So you want to take those ideas, make sure they're all still there. Often at this point, you're starting to fill in the gaps a little bit as well because you're noticing maybe, oh, there's a little thing missing there in an idea or an expansion of an idea. Um, And once you have that, that's when you can apply the structure and start, right? That's where that second S comes in because now you've taken your mess of a brain or my mess of a brain (laughs) and all the stuff floating in it. And... Again, you're taking it one step of it at a time. So it's easy in the sense that you're just putting things down and then incrementally working your way towards it. But at the end, you know, and like I said, if you're doing a high-level process, I really want you to have no more than six steps in this because six is really the maximum. It's like six bullet points on a web page or something, right? Like you can't really hold more than six mm-hmm. in your head at a time. And the goal here is to be able to understand at a high level what those buckets are and some of the components within those buckets. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah. um, Something you mentioned there around like what's the outcome of all of this as well. I I don't know. Like To me, this is related. Uh, I could be going off a tangent here. But something I've been doing a lot of in my processes recently is writing down like a a why, like why this exists and why it's important at at the start. Like it's literally the first thing before the process itself. Um, and going like, why, you know, why do we give a crap about this SEO part of the blog posts? Like, Because I forget that, um, you know, people on my team might probably don't necessarily understand the whole concept of SEO and like why having all these things in place helps us rank on Google, which gets us more clients, you know, like that's the stuff that I've started actually documenting in the process as well, because i realized like, if someone who's not familiar with SEO gets this process, they're just going through the motions and don't really understand the, mm. the purpose and that's no good.
1: Uh, I am so, so glad that you mentioned this, James, because I, w- I was going to say, you know, from especially in the bottom up, there's so many different things uh, that you can adapt in terms of building a process, but what you always need is basically a goal or a why, right? Uh, and then you also need, uh, basically, you need three things. You need your goal or your why, which I would consider to be the same thing. Like, why is this important? What are you achieving? Uh, where's the value in this? Uh, and then you need what the outcome is, which is not quite the same thing, right? So what, uh, that that's your checklist, right? So that is what needs to be in the outcome for it to be successful. And then the third thing that you need is what to do when you are finished. And this is a low hanging fruit that is just pure fricking gold (laughs) because, uh, that is, I would say one of the biggest issues I see in a process is that you need to explain what to do when you're done. Who do you tell Uh, Do you hand this off to something? Do you send it to somebody? You know, who do you let know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if you're like checking something off in a project management system or something, often that is kind of the missing link, which is allowing your thing that you have just completed to now move into the next thing effortlessly. It's a mini handoff each time.
0: Yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, I I guess I'm super nerdy here, and I generally have like um, task finish notifications set up to go to whoever is the next person that needs to know um, but like yeah that is a really good point um like actually telling somebody or like if, especially if it's a process that hands off to someone else like somebody needs to know otherwise it just sits there in limbo uh unless you have a process where people go in and check you know that you know maybe one person is moving blog posts from uh, edited to seo and then the the next person is the SEO person goes in and drags like routinely checks for p- content in that column, you know, like that's, I think you could get yeah, away so with that, not that telling someone. You just,
1: yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, but what right. you just described, right? So that kind of tandem board, mm. like process where you're moving things, that is a top-down process, right? Mm. That is a framework Yeah, and I'm willing to bet there are more details, right? The SEO person knows what they have to do to optimize mm-hmm. the post or et cetera. But you are shifting from one high-level step to another high-level step which Mm -hmm. then has its own uh, basically like breakdown and person responsible and milestones and outcomes Mm -hmm. and goals Uh, and I think that's really
0: critical. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So as a tools guy, I have to ask what tools are you using for project management and uh, storage of said processes? Like what is your virtual draw? Well, I assume it's not a draw for you. It's a uh, it's a whiteboard, or really like room sized whiteboard.
1: Yeah, room sized whiteboard. I actually I visited I visited an agency in Denver last year that had a room sized whiteboard. Wow, That's
0: crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: and they used it. But uh, no, I am uh, very much a digital girl. Uh, well. At least when it comes to storing processes that my remote team will have to access and use. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, in terms of project management, uh, we are massive, massive teamwork fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have used a lot of different systems over the years. Now, granted, we've been teamwork users for years, so maybe some Mm -hmm. of them have beefed up their game. Um, But the thing I really love about teamwork is that it can be as simple or as complicated as you need it to be. So when we first started using teamwork, we used very few of its features, but then over time, as we grew and as we kind of needed different things, we were able to bring them in and add them on basically modularly and kind of complexify things. And I think that's (laughs) similar to my approach to processes, right? I think that's really important because if you try like perfectionism is not only the thief of joy, just like comparison, but it is the greatest barrier to growth and success in my opinion. Uh, Now excellence, I'm a huge fan of excellence, but perfectionism, Anyway, it was just overwhelming. Yeah, uh, totally. To continue, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to answer the rest of your question in terms of tools, uh, so I am uh, a just a huge user of uh, Drive and Google and all mm-hmm. of the tools within that. Uh, so our processes, we've tried a few different things. Uh, we do have a sheet which is a resource index, as we call it, and we organize our processes basically into four categories. Uh, one is exactly that processes. One is templates, which are things that are empty that are copied and filled out again and again. Uh, We also keep resources, sorry, uh, and then we have systems which are the categories that organize them all. But we also have, uh, we basically separate processes are step-by-step. Templates are connected to processes and things you copy and fill out. And resources are things that help you do a task or an element of something better. Uh, so we have a sheet that does organize all of that. Uh, you know, I'd be happy to provide, I don't know if you uh, do show notes and all of that, but I'd be yeah. happy to provide it to your audience. Absolutely. Uh, but like I said, uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed, don't start with the big spreadsheet that has everything Just start, <laughs> with, you know, like what are, what are the high level steps for each of your buckets of operations, sales, admin, finance, marketing, basically what's your core funnel, like just simple. Mm. Uh, but for most things, uh, the top-down processes we usually store in docs in some way. So, for example, we have a sales playbook, uh, a content strategy, which is our operations playbook. Uh, we have, uh, well, we have yeah, marketing playbook perhaps to come. We have a different uh, resource we use called a growth strategy planner, but that's a different that's a whole mm-hmm. other episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas for the kind of bottom up, like the SOP style things that we need to make sure are like checked off, we actually store those within Teamwork. Uh, So we used to have them in docs linked to Teamwork and really we found we are just huge fans of simplicity and people are far, far, far more likely, you know, in Teamwork you have Markdown, you can link things in, you can link them out, you can build it out, you can bold things, you can create titles. Uh, And so what we've done uh, is we just keep the process exactly in the checklist that they need to complete things Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we just find that that keeps it all in one place and helps people follow the processes more uh, seeing is how we have a team of, you know, eight different people.
0: Yeah, nice. I think that's kind of similar to how I've done it in that we have the the things that need to be done. So it's kind of like the, the final outcome or checklist, you know, like again, for, let's say for a blog post, the excerpt, the category, the tag, like that's the stuff that's in the checklist. Um, we're, we're using ClickUp for that now, but um, I'm a huge fan of teamwork as well. Um, I, I think teamwork is so freaking important, uh, so cool because of Teamwork Desk. Um, the fact yeah. that you can handle client yeah. interaction through that, like no other tool is on the same par. Um, you yeah. know, teamwork is
1: that element, but many of our partners do.
0: It's oh yeah. Like, and it's know, it's gotten that. a lot more expensive over the years, but yeah, I think I still think it's up there. I just I just wish sure all these project management systems had stopped trying to do too much. Like all the ones, like uh, ClickUp, especially and and teamwork, they're adding everything, you know, like teamwork are doing a CRM now and ClickUp are trying to do docs and automation and like take on Zapier in a way, you know, all this stuff. And as soon as I see that in the tool, I'm like, Oh, you know, Jack yeah. of all trades, master of <laughs> none. I know where you're going. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, anyway, that's a, that's a whole other topic, but um, the point I was getting there is like the checklist is the simple thing in the project management system. And then a link out to um, uh, the, the actual process if they need more detail. Cause I figure after the first couple of times, they've done it and they understand the detail of the process they probably don't need to go back to that Google doc that's more about the why and the and and like the the nitty-gritty of how to do stuff like they know now that they set the slug to the focus keyword or whatever um, and remove stop words and whatever um, they probably don't need to go and check that again unless they forget then they can go and have a look so really all they see in teamwork or clickup is set the URL
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really what we've found, uh, you know, as we, our team has kind of matured and, you know, turnovers reduced and we've been working with the same people over and over for an extended period of time um, is that, yeah, there's those like specific checklist-related processes, but for our kind of you know service frameworks, mm. uh, whether that is within the context of sales or marketing or et cetera, really what we focus on is breaking down how to do things better, not necessarily the kind of step-by-step mm. SOP. You know, uh, like that stuff we do keep in teamwork. Yeah, sorry, I, ke- said, sorry I keep sorry I keep dropping
0: it. back to your bottom bottom up ones. It's just like I guess oh, no, an that's e- okay. easy description. That's I mean, it's focus. yeah. <laughs> That you uh, yeah,
1: well, yeah I, I think that uh, the reason I, I like to kind of nudge us back to those top down is because I think it is such a low hanging fruit of opportunity for most people, uh, or at least most leaders within agencies. Uh, and uh, what I've found is that as people start to master those you know, bottom up step by steps, there's still room for... Understanding deeper the why, you know, like as our strategists, their expertise grows, we stop writing, you know, okay, this is how you do a live feedback session or something like that. Uh, And we start doing, you know, these are things to watch out for. These are things to consider. These are ways to deepen your practice, so to speak, and provide greater value. And I'm not sure that we would have thought to do that if we hadn't outlined kind of at a high level what we're trying to do in each step with those kind of goals and why and milestones without just getting lost in the step-by-step
0: yeah I love this I think um there's so much takeaway in this episode and I'm thinking like yes, there, cool. there's other things that I want to like ask you about but also I'm like they're probably a bit you know I'd love to get into hiring and, and all that sort of stuff but I think we might have oh. to do this yeah, as have episode. me
1: back to talk about hiring yeah. if you want because I have a lot to say and it's really valuable. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole I, other episode.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, do you think there's anything we need to cover finally on uh, on processes?
1: Hmm. Uh, I would just say uh, done is the new perfect uh, and fail fast. And I mean, those are two mottos that I really encourage you to bring into every aspect mm. uh, of your business, as long as it's not going to you know drive it off a cliff. Uh, but really, done is the new perfect. Uh, the key to writing, uh, you know, my agency is a content agency. I am a professional copywriter of 15 plus years. And any professional writer will tell you that the key to good writing is bad writing. You have to be willing to put the words on the page and just blah out that first draft. Mm. And then you can fix it. You can adjust it. It's the same thing with processes. That's why, you know, I emphasize the top down and stuff is because if you keep it simple and just put something out there and get it done and don't worry too hard about it being like the most perfect, the most efficient, that will come with time because every time you look at it, you will start to or someone else will start to, uh, you know, make it better. But if you try to put yourself in that box of making like the perfect process and capturing every detail, then you're defeating yourself before you start.
0: Boom. Say so, hey, that's a great uh, note to finish on. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Where can people go to find out more about you? And uh, get, it sounds like you were happy to link up some resources for listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in terms of resources, you know, I can send you potentially to link uh, to the show notes uh, a few resources uh, potentially. But, uh, you know, if that doesn't end up happening for whatever reason, or yeah. if you're just curious for more, uh you can definitely email me. Uh, my name is Say Gabriel. My email address is say at anancycontent.com. Now we're saying I, I will spell it out That <laughs> is A <laughs> N as in Norman. A-N as in Norman S-I-C-O-C-O-N-T-E-N-T anancycontent.com. Uh I also encourage you just to go to that website. Uh, our blog and podcast have a ton of resources. You know, all of our strategists share the kind of behind the scenes of what's working and what's not. Uh, so feel free to go there. And kind of dig around or email me directly with whatever your question is. If you're looking to have a chat, uh, I'm an open book and happy to share whatever resources I can. Uh, so yeah.
0: Boom. Thank you so much. I, uh, I will link up the blog uh, and the website in the show notes, which will be available at agencyhighway.com slash 97. Again, say thank you so much. This has been full of value.
1: Excellent. Excellent. This has been super fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah that's super fun. (laughs) Glad to have provided some value.
0: Absolutely. Guys, if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, please leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast and, uh, forward it on to someone you think will get some value out of it. That's it. And I'll see you in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.